coming up with the concepts, figuring out what you're gonna say on the spot is very immensely demanding. Because a dynamic conversation moves at a quick pace, there is no option to speak without surrendering to the moment. This is a skill that is going to be a slow burn because your brain is learning to do a lot of new things all at the same time. So you've gotta be gracious with yourself and you gotta give yourself a lot of time. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now onto the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Jessica. I am the host of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I had a career in the corporate space. I used to be a corporate strategist, and now I am a career coach for women in the nine to five space. I help women build confidence. I help them find their voice. I help them mature into leaders and go after bigger positions and bigger career paths. And if those are things that you are interested in doing, you are in the right place. And today we're talking about speaking up and some of the things that might get in the way of speaking up. And we're really coming back to some of the core topics of this show and of my work. And I'm really looking forward to this episode because this is something that I struggled with quite a lot, the awkwardness and the deep fear of being put on the spot in a meeting. And I know this is an area that can be so, so difficult. And one of the reasons that it's so difficult is when I talk about being put on the spot, I'm talking about situations in meetings where you don't have time to plan what you're going to say. You are truly put on the spot or you're in a conversation that's moving quickly. And so inherent in that situation is the fact that you can't plan. You can't map out what you're going to say in advance. So that skill that you're building, the skill of being able to just speak without having time to plan it and think about it and put it together is so hard, right? Because like, of course, I can help you and you can go learn how to speak in a way that's structured. You can learn executive communication. And I'm going to talk more about that in this episode. But when you're put on the spot, you don't necessarily always have time to do that thinking of how do I say this in a way that's really concise, right? And you don't have time to take some of those tools and apply them. So the skill that you're cultivating when it comes to being put on the spot and being able to just like be in the conversation more freely, that skill that you're cultivating is a very different skill and it's a lot harder. It's a lot more intuitive. It requires a lot more relaxation and deeper connectedness with who you are, connectedness with your body, connectedness with your mind. Like it's just a much harder, more nuanced thing. All this is to say that if you struggle with this skill, it makes a lot of sense because it's a really hard thing. And so I'm going to be walking you through getting better at 
responding to being put on the spot and help you understand why it can be hard and help you figure out how to navigate meetings where the conversation's going really fast and you don't have time to necessarily plan out what you're going to say and you're feeling very awkward and it almost can feel like there's like a wall that you can't break past. I'm going to walk you through how to navigate that. Are you ready? Okay, we're diving in. So the first thing that I want to draw a distinction between that I think is really important and I think will really help you is there's two kinds of communication that happens in a corporate environment or in a professional environment. There's dynamic conversation and then there's planned conversation. So planned conversation often looks like someone is sharing a PowerPoint presentation and maybe walking a group of people through a a project that's going to start or maybe the results of a project or they're updating the room, right? But the content that they're bringing has already been planned out. You see this often, you know, in public facing things like investor days or earnings calls that companies do, right? The content is already mapped in advance. And the only thing that the speaker has to do is delivery of the content. So when a CEO is doing the, let's say, the earnings call or they're presenting to the public, their brain is not doing any work to be like, what should I say and how should I explain this? That has all been decided, very decided beforehand. So the burden there is just to deliver the content. It's less of a burden, right? So that would be planned conversation. And there are probably many meetings that you're in and many instances in your career where it is going to be planned. And then on the flip side, there's dynamic conversation. Dynamic conversation is inherently unplanned, and it comprises quite a lot of the communication and exchange that happens in a professional environment, especially if you work on projects that are highly collaborative, that involve a lot of different teams and people and coworkers and stakeholders. What that means is that people have to come together to to get the work done. So there has to be a lot of dynamic, unstructured conversation happening in order to move the project forward. And this is where the content that's being shared, what you're saying in the meeting, what someone else is saying in the meeting is, is less planned, right? And I think this is where the challenge of being put on the spot and feeling that awkwardness of anticipating being put on the spot can really come up because in a dynamic conversation, you inherently don't have the option to plan out in advance what you're going to say, right? So you don't have the luxury of being like that CEO doing an earnings call or doing an investor day where you know what you're going to say and your only burden is delivery. In a dynamic conversation, you're doing two things at once. You're coming up with the concepts. You're figuring out what to say. You're figuring out what you're going to contribute. And on top of that, you're also delivering it, right? So that's an enormous mental load that you're handling. And that's why, again, it's so important to be super graceful with yourself and super self-compassionate if you find this hard because it is hard. And I think one of the ways that we can really give ourselves permission to be messy and human. And one of the ways that we can practice being more supportive of ourselves is to acknowledge that some things are hard. And so it makes a lot of sense that they feel hard because I think a lot of our, a lot of the struggles that women experience with confidence comes from them 
judging the experience and thinking this shouldn't be so hard. And so what I want to tell you is that in a dynamic conversation, in an exchange where you're being put on the spot, it is hard because you're doing two things at once. And one of the things that you're doing, which is coming up with the concepts, figuring out what you're going to say on the spot is very immensely demanding. So you've got to give yourself a lot of space to work through that and get better at that and not assume or put pressure on yourself that you need to be good at it right away or that, you know, it should just take one or two meetings and then you should be good at this. This is a skill that is going to be a slow burn because your brain is learning to do a lot of new things all at the same time. So you got to be gracious with yourself and you got to give yourself a lot of time. Okay, here's what I want you to know. So I've made this distinction between a dynamic conversation and a planned conversation. A planned conversation is you know what you're going to say, you've mapped it in advance, and a dynamic conversation is where people are brainstorming or talking about something and not everything that you share or say is planned in advance. So whenever on this show and in my content, I talk about executive communication skills and I talk about using structure and I talk about speaking with clarity and I talk about how to be concise, like the core executive communication skills, you should only be focused on practicing those types of skills when you have the opportunity to plan what you're going to say. And if you're curious about these skills of structure and clarity and conciseness, and if you're curious about what I mean when I say executive communication skills, definitely take my free video course. It's called Speak Like a CEO, and I share the foundational pillars of executive communication. And most of it comes down to using structure and being super clear and concise when you're delivering information. And so Speak Like a CEO, which I will link in the show notes, walks you through that. But when you think about those higher level communication skills, I want you to be practicing those in situations where you get to plan what you're going to say in advance. Reason being that in a dynamic conversation, you're not going to have time in that fast moving dynamic conversation to be like, how do I speak in a way that's structured? How do I say this in a more concise way? You want to build that muscle when you have time to reflect and plan what you're going to say. And the beautiful thing is, as you're building that muscle in those planned conversations where you actually have time and space to step back and reflect, then you'll find that when you speak dynamically, you start already doing some of those skills more naturally. So rather than trying to force yourself to be really structured and really polished when you're in a dynamic conversation, I would say focus on structure and polish and executive communication when you are planning what you're going to say and trust that that deliberate planning that you're doing is teaching you how to speak that way in other situations. And over time, you're going to be able to do it without even trying in dynamic conversations. And the reason that I'm telling you, please don't try to be super structured or super concise or like super perfect when it's a dynamic conversation and you're put on the spot is because the most important thing that is going to enable you to contribute effectively and feel more confident and less awkward in a dynamic conversation is going to be your ability to move out of a state of fear and tension and into a state of 
groundedness, calmness, and relaxation. So when it comes to a dynamic conversation, when it comes to being put on the spot, when it comes to trying to feel less awkward, I want you to imagine that there's like a spectrum and on one end of the spectrum, you feel tense and afraid and uncomfortable and your walls are up and you feel horrible. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you feel relaxed and centered and calm and open and speaking just feels natural and easy. What you want to do to feel less awkward and to become better at speaking on the spot is you want to move away from that fear and that constriction and you want to move down the spectrum, down that scale towards calmness, stillness, focused relaxation. And when you're in a dynamic conversation, if you start putting pressure on yourself, this has to sound really structured. This has to sound really good. This has to sound really perfect. I need to be a good executive communicator. I need to have executive presence, blah, 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 blah. When you start putting all that pressure on yourself, you're going to move towards more tension and more self-consciousness. So you're going to be going in the opposite direction when if you let go of all of that and you say, I'm just going to support myself and do my best, that's going to get you moving in the direction that's ultimately going to help you feel more confident and sound better and participate at a higher level in the conversation. So the most important thing is to get yourself into a state where you feel calmer and more relaxed, which means you got to take the pressure off, which means that when you're in a dynamic conversation, you are not aiming to be the most structured, the most concise, right? The most clear when you contribute. I want you to trust that those things are going to develop on their own by you focusing on them in other situations. Make your emails more structured. Make your presentations more structured. When you have time to plan what you're saying, work on those skills. But when you're in a conversation that's fast moving and dynamic, trust that whatever skills you're working on in the background are eventually going to catch up and become second nature and make your focus be to take the pressure off. Now, before I get into how to navigate the awkwardness, how to reduce the awkwardness, how to approach these meetings where you feel like there's not enough time to prepare, I want to acknowledge what is happening in a dynamic conversation and why it can make you feel so stuck. So first of all, it's really, really scary. Not being able to plan something is terrifying, right? When we don't know what's coming next and we have to step into something unknown, that is one of the most vulnerable, terrifying things that we will experience. I used to really struggle with this with the podcast of like, I have to record myself and I can't really like script what I'm going to say. And it was like so scary, even though no one was listening. I mean, you're listening now, but when I'm doing it, I'm in my room, right? Like no, no one's here except me, but It's this surrender and it can feel really, really scary. And because conversations move quickly, like because a dynamic conversation moves at a quick pace, there is no option to speak without surrendering to the moment because the time that it takes for you to plan what you're going to say is too long for you to keep up with the conversation. Conversations often move at a faster pace 
then we can plan and think super deliberately, which means you have to release that planning, release that control, let go and jump in. And you might find yourself getting caught in cycles of trying to plan what you're going to say and trying to decide what you're going to say in advance. And you might find that it's never working and you're never jumping in the conversation because there's a pace mismatch. The pace of you planning and being thoughtful is too slow to keep up with the conversation. So there's never going to be a way to jump into a fast moving dynamic conversation, except if you just surrender and don't plan what you're going to say and pop into the conversation, which is scary. However, I'm going to give you some tips and tools that will help make that feel less scary and help you get better at that. But I just want to say that I understand the feeling because I experienced it a lot. And for me, it felt very stuck. (laughs) Like It felt very like I want to get in this conversation, but I can't. It was as if there was a wall that I couldn't penetrate. And what I'm going to help you do is learn to penetrate that wall. So the skill that I am going to be teaching you about and explaining to you is the skill of warming up. And this skill is a skill that I learned becoming an improv performer, learning improv, but it's a skill that will really help you get more comfortable speaking on the spot. So to help you understand what warming up is and why it's so powerful, I'm going to use the example of bicycles and riding bicycles. So I want you to imagine that your coworkers who are in the meeting with you are all riding bicycles and the meeting is a pack of people all riding bicycles together. So everyone's on their bicycle pedaling together. Now I want you to imagine that the meeting starts and all of your coworkers get on their bicycles and you get on your bicycle And your goal is you're like, you know what? I want to contribute in this meeting. I want to keep up with the pack. I want to be part of the bicycle pack. And so as everyone's getting ready to start riding their bicycles, you're putting your 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 hands on the handlebars and you're like, I'm going to keep up with everyone this time. And the meeting starts and everyone starts riding their bicycle. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to fall behind. I'm going to keep up. And as you put your foot on the pedal and you begin to start pedaling your bicycle, you're really struggling to create momentum and pick up speed because your bicycle is really rusty. So it's like going like creak, creak, and like it's going really slowly. And your coworkers are on these smooth, shiny bicycles. So they start riding off and you've already fallen behind because even though you're trying to pedal, the bicycle is so rusty that you found that you've fallen behind. And maybe as you gain momentum, you're able to start bicycling forward, but you've already lost them and they're already ahead of you. This is what it can feel like in a meeting when you feel like things are moving faster than you can keep up. And it can feel like there is no way to catch up. And that's why it's like this feeling of it being impossible for you to jump into the conversation. And so I really want you to think about like, if you knew that like this bicycle situation was going to happen and your coworkers are going to have these smooth bicycles and you're going to have this stupid, rusty freaking bicycle, one of the things that you might want to do before the meeting 
is get the bicycle a little more greased, right? Like grease the wheels, literally. So before the meeting started, you might like put some oil on the bicycle, you might clean it, and you might even get on it and start pedaling before the meeting even starts. That way, when the meeting begins and everyone gets on their shiny bicycle, yeah, maybe at first your bicycle was rusty, but you've polished it and you've started spinning the pedals And now your bicycle looks shiny just like everyone else's. And the meeting starts and you put your hand on the handlebars and your feet on the pedals and you begin to ride and you realize I'm keeping up with the pack and in this conversation with everyone, I'm not falling behind. So what was different about that situation? What enabled you to keep up with the other bicycles and be part of the pack? What enabled you to do that is you gave yourself adequate time and opportunity to prepare the bicycle to warm up the bicycle. You didn't expect the bicycle to go from rusty to fast all in one step. You realize that if I get on this rusty bicycle and I just try to pedal really fast, that's not going to work. This bicycle needs some TLC, right? It needs some love and care. It needs some oil. It needs to be ridden. And if I give it that, it actually has the potential to shine. And so because you offered the bicycle that opportunity to warm up and get ready, then once the meeting started and once everyone was off to the races, you were able to join. Your voice and your ability to contribute ideas and speak on the spot in meetings and feel less awkward works in the same exact way. When you are sitting in a meeting and you are trying to just jump into the conversation with a big, amazing idea, but you've been sitting there silently for 20 minutes, right? And you've never given yourself a chance to speak at all or join in the conversation. It's as if you're trying to go fast with this rusty bicycle. So what you want to do instead is clean the bicycle, grease the bicycle, get the bicycle ready. And when the bicycle starts feeling smoother, then you ride, right? Then you begin to enter the conversation. So what does that look like practically in a meeting? It looks like finding as many little opportunities to use your voice as much as you possibly can even if you're not contributing new or novel information, right? So it looks like finding opportunities to respond to what people are saying, or even to acknowledge, I'm listening to what you're saying, these are really interesting ideas, right? The more that you use your voice, and every time you speak, It's like doing a turn of the pedal on the rusty bicycle. And yes, that turn, those turns of the pedal are going to feel awkward because the bicycle is rusty. But the more of them you do, the more the bicycle is eventually going to become more smooth. So what you're wanting to do is find any opportunity that you possibly can to get the wheel spinning. And the beautiful thing is, You can do this before the meeting starts. You can do this as you're preparing to join the meeting. You can do this in the shower. You can do this at home. You can do this when you're going on a walk. Just practice getting into your body and getting comfortable hearing the sound of your own voice. And you can literally just practice saying things like, I love that idea. Can you share more? You can practice these phrases and these ways of jumping into the meeting. And the more that you're able to do this, in a meeting, even if it takes several meetings of you doing this, 
eventually you're going to hit a critical point where the rust that's keeping that bike slow, enough of it is going to be removed and you're going to feel relaxed and feel free and your mind and spirit are going to be open to jumping into the conversation. And the big piece here is that you're not putting this burden on yourself to go from being totally quiet and feeling so awkward and so uncomfortable to all of a sudden having something really incredible to contribute, but rather you're doing warm-ups, you're greasing the wheels of the bike, you're cleaning the bike, and you're giving yourself the opportunity to hear your own voice, the opportunity to feel the physical discomfort of speaking up, uh, to do those things in small little ways so you can get used to it, so you can get accustomed to it, and so that you can learn this is okay. It is safe. No one is laughing at me. I haven't been fired. I'm in the conversation. And as your brain sees that those things are true, it's eventually going to learn to relax and support you in being able to jump into the conversation and speak on the spot and be in the moment. This takes time, it takes practice, it takes so much grace and self-compassion, but this is a skill that you absolutely can develop. It's just like becoming an improv actor. In improv, you don't learn lines, you learn how to improvise, right? And you're learning the same thing, you're learning how to speak on the spot, and the way that you're gonna do that is by warming up the bicycle. And you can do this in so many different ways. So try not to overthink it and just try to be a supportive presence for your colleagues and a curious presence, right? The two emotions that can really guide you here are being supportive to other people and being curious about what other people are sharing. And to be totally honest, this is something that I do with my clients, right? Because I'm always trying to help them come up with tactics to navigate these situations And like, I think it's like really fun and like a really like fun, playful thing for you to just like ask people to clarify things, even if it makes sense to you, (laughs) right? Like these are things that I work on with clients of like, listen, like, let's just have you asking for clarification, like just enter the conversation. Like you're not going to go to jail. Like no one's going to arrest you for being like, can you clarify that? Even if you understood what they were saying, this is your opportunity to find your voice and you're probably doing someone else a favor by asking for clarity. So like really don't overthink this. Just find any excuse to get into the conversation in these little ways. And this is really important. Do not, do not put pressure on yourself that once you're warming up and jumping into the conversation and like gracing the bicycle, that you have to immediately do that and feel amazing and be able to speak on the spot. Remember, the whole point of this is surrender and relaxation. So I just want you to do this warming up and this um, greasing of the bicycle without trying to make anything happen and just allow the process to unfold and allow yourself to learn and grow into the version of you that is like sitting in the meeting and all of a sudden realizes like, oh, I'm in the conversation and it it feels totally okay and totally fine because that is going to happen. But you can't really force it. You just have to keep showing up, keep taking the little steps and be open-minded and see where that takes you, right? Because again, this is This is about surrendering, right? And I think the reason that um, this is such a big struggle for so many women is because at the core of learning to be put on the spot and learning to drop the fear and drop the awkwardness is letting go of control. And I think control is the thing that we use to compensate when we're feeling really challenged in a situation, right? So like, 
If you're nervous for an interview, you practice and you rehearse and that's how we gain control, right? Like that's how we say like, okay, I'm having all these scared feelings and I'm really intimidated, but I here's what I can do to be in control of the situation. When it comes to speaking on the spot, and I believe this is true for confidence as well, it's not about control. It's about the opposite. It's about surrender. It's about giving up your mind's need to control. That is one of the hardest things that you can do. And so I want you to have sort of like a light, playful approach to this task of practicing greasing the wheels and warming up the bicycle. So my takeaway for you is if you have a meeting that you really struggle to keep up with the conversation and you really struggle to participate in, I want you to set a little tally where you just tick off in every meeting how many times you greased the wheels. And greasing the wheels can be saying hi to people as they join the meeting. It can be asking a question, asking someone to clarify. It can be telling someone that you think their idea is really interesting. Like, you, like literally, just it can be anything. Like Even if you hate their idea and think it's crap, this is for you to just practice greasing the wheels. So it, it honestly doesn't really matter what you're saying. And you're not going to go to jail for like adding in a little interjection that like you just added in for the sake of adding it in. Like no one's going to know and it's going to be okay. But I want you to make a little tally. And, and just every time you do that in a meeting, I want you to put a tick mark on the tally and celebrate yourself and just keep adding to the tally. And this is how change happens, right? Like I said in my series on the 10 learnings on confidence from 2021, the fastest way to grow is one small step at a time. So allow yourself to take one small step at a time. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast this week. It is such an honor to have you listening. I have a bonus episode coming out this week. So in addition to this episode, I have an episode on how to do your resume, which I think that you'll enjoy. It'll help you if you're job searching you must listen to it. And even if you're not job searching, it's going to change the way you think about yourself and the way you think about confidence. So I would definitely recommend tuning in. And if you want to go deeper into becoming more confident and finding your voice in meetings, and if you struggle with speaking up on the spot, and this is an area that's really difficult for you, I definitely recommend two things. One is sign up for my free three-part video course, Speak Like a CEO. It teaches you the foundational skills of executive presence. That's what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, and I will link that below. And second, if you want to go deeper into developing your voice and being this strong, confident presence in meetings, get on the wait list for the next cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is my group program where I support women in finding a very confident, powerful voice in meetings so that they can speak up powerfully, develop a strong reputation that furthers their careers. And I will be launching an upcoming cohort of that program this spring. And once you add yourself to the waitlist, you're not only going to get like the best early bird discounts, first opportunity to enroll before I open the launch publicly, but you're also going to get some bonus time with me and some special events that I'm going to be doing for the waitlist of women who are waiting to hear me announce the next cohort. To add yourself to the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy, head over to jessgazetcoaching.com slash academy. I will also link that below. I hope you have such a beautiful day. 
I hope that you have so much fun celebrating yourself for greasing the wheels. And I hope that you stick with this process long enough to experience a moment where you're sitting in a meeting and all of a sudden that wall that felt like it was there in every single meeting that was keeping you feeling stuck and quiet and awkward starts to dissipate. That is my wish for you and I know it is possible for you. So take this advice and put it into practice and make your tick marks. And if you want me to celebrate them with you or encourage you, take a picture of your tick marks of your squeak greasing the wheels in meetings and send it to me. I'll put my contact information in the show notes. I reply to every single message and anything that I get. So I would love to hear from you. Good luck. I'm cheering for you. Have such a beautiful, magical day, and I will catch you in this week's bonus episode, and I will catch you next week. Bye!